Today's podcast is brought to you by The Power of A. The Power of A was created by the American Society of Association Executives to highlight the many contributions America's associations make to the economy and society at large. Learn more at thepowerofa.org. From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. This is Tom Curry of CQ Roll Call. I write about members of Congress. New Hampshire Republican Senator Kelly Ayotte is up for re-election this year. She's facing Democratic Governor Maggie Hassan. This is very likely to be a toss-up race, and along with close Senate races in Illinois, Pennsylvania, and a few other states, it will determine whether the Republicans keep control of the United States Senate. Ayotte won her 2010 election with 60% of the vote. But of course, it's a presidential election year this year, and Democratic voter turnout is almost certain to be higher than it was in 2010. I'm here with CQ's defense writer, John Donnelly, to discuss Kelly Ayotte's role in defending the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard. Ayotte is the chairwoman of the Armed Services Readiness Subcommittee. She held a hearing a few days ago on the government shipyards. There are four of them, four public shipyards. Portsmouth, which is on an island between Kittery, Maine, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and the three others are in Norfolk, Virginia, Pearl Harbor, and one in Bremerton, Washington. John, what do these public shipyards do, and how large a part of the Pentagon budget are they? Uh, they do everything but build the ships nowadays. The, the ships, uh, ships and submarines are constructed in private yards, including, for example, another uh, one in Maine at the, the General Dynamics Bath Ironworks. But the major maintenance and repair of uh, ships and submarines are done in the public yards. Uh, they are modernized and upgraded there. Uh, and when their service lives are over, they are inactivated. So that's the kind of work they do in those four yards. And Portsmouth, in particular, uh, specializes in submarines, any submarine, either an attack submarine or a submarine that fires nuclear missiles, a ballistic missile submarine. Uh, so they do all the, all the maintenance, repair, et cetera, for those in Portsmouth. As for the budget, it's about $4 billion for all four. Uh, at, at Portsmouth, it has been just south of $700 million. They're due for a bump up to somewhere near $730 million in fiscal year 2017. But as you see, it's just a fraction of the uh, enormous uh, Defense Department budget, which uh, is in the neighborhood of $600 billion every year. Uh, the Portsmouth Shipyard employs more than 5,000 civilian workers, um, and some of them and their family members are also, of course, voters in the state of New Hampshire. And as you would expect, Senator Ayotte has good things to say about the Portsmouth Shipyard. Here's some of what she told us after that hearing that she held. Very proud of Portsmouth Naval Shipyard. What are the biggest threats to the future of that shipyard? Well, I think that um, they are, uh, they have tremendous amount of work booked out uh, for a number of years for the maintenance on our attack submarine fleet. So um, as I look at their excellent performance, if, if you heard today in the committee hearing, they have uh, really been producing a number of the maintenance on our submarines. One set a record uh, for $9 million under budget and uh, also in advance of the deadline that was set, and they've done that on several other occasions. 
so it's really the performance of the workforce there to me has made the shipyard it's so valuable there was testimony from admirals at AOT's readiness subcommittee hearing about uh, how the shipyards are still feeling the effects of a hiring freeze caused by the 2011 Budget Control Act and the sequester. We should note that the future of the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard isn't really a partisan issue. We asked Governor Hassan's campaign for a statement on the shipyard, and here's, here's some of what she had to say. She said, just months after being elected to my first term in the state Senate, I was proud to sponsor and secure unanimous bipartisan passage of legislation providing state funding for the Seacoast Shipyard Association, which played a pivotal role in saving the shipyard from the Base Closure and Realignment Commission, BRAC. Then she goes on to say, as governor, she's been fighting for priorities, including funding to replace a bridge which provides a crucial rail link to the shipyard. It's called the Sarah Mildred Long Bridge up in uh, New Hampshire and between New Hampshire and Maine. Uh, we should also note that New Hampshire's senior senator, Democrat Jean Shaheen, is also on the Armed Services Committee, as is AOT. And Jean Shaheen has been a vigilant uh, champion of the shipyard. We asked Senator AOT about the possibility of another round of base closings and realignments, or BRAC. As far as I know, the, a BRAC round would have to come first through the readiness uh, subcommittee, which I chair, and I would oppose a BRAC round. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, can't speak for the other members on this committee, but it would first come through this subcommittee, and that is my position. And listen, I think the last BRAC round, as you look at it and analyze it, um, it's really questionable how it was done in terms of cost savings. John Donnelly, is another BRAC round uh, likely in the next few years? It is not likely this year. Whether it's going to happen in the next few years, it's hard to say. The administration has asked Congress for authority for another base closure and realignment commission several years running, and the request has been dead on arrival each year. Uh, But we know Congress can do it because they have done it several times in the past. The most recent one was in 2005. And uh, the Defense Department's overhead is excess to what is needed by something on the order of 20, 25 percent, depending on who you ask. So there's clearly a need to, uh, to, to streamline the operations. Congress is reticent to, uh, out of fear uh, for what might happen in each member's backyard, to approve the, the base closure uh, process. But again, they've done it before. Uh, I think it's probably inevitable that they do it again, but no one expects it to happen anytime soon. John, at the hearing that uh, Senator Ayotte had, she mentioned the issue of shipyard workers being temporarily assigned to a a shipyard other than the one they normally work at and their reimbursement when they do that sort of travel and working at another location. Can you explain what that was all about? Yeah. This is a real hot-button issue for uh, all the members of Congress that represent uh, shipyards, the public, the four public shipyards, and for others who are, who are affected economically by w- the work done at those yards. What she's talking about is in 2014, in an effort to save money, the Defense Department reduced the rate of compensation for uh, DOD civilians when they – not just the shipyards, but in general – When they take long-term business trips, uh, when they go for more than a a month, say, uh, uh, to to somewhere to do some work. And basically the idea was if you're going to be somewhere for a long time, instead of staying in a hotel, you can rent a house. Instead of going to a restaurant, you can buy some groceries and cook your own food. 
and so they assumed that people would be able to get by with a lot less compensation. But the argument uh, among critics is that in some places, the housing is not as available as uh, DOD suggested. And for the shipyard workers in particular, when they go long distances to repair ships, they often work very long hours and uh, one day after another. And basically what they do is look for a McDonald's after 14 hours on the job. And so they just it hasn't worked out. And the key here is these workers are unionized, so they're able to decline these trips. If they feel like they're going to be it's actually going to cost them money to go on these trips, they'll say no, and they are apparently saying no. And so the Navy itself is worried that readiness could decline because they're losing people who are not willing to go on these trips because of this uh, this cost factor. So members of Congress are in the middle of trying to rescind, at least for shipyard workers, if not more broadly, this uh, cut to compensation. Kelly Ayotte has been in the forefront of these congressional efforts to rescind this cut to uh, benefits for workers on long-term travel. She just filed a bill that would rescind it for shipyard workers. Others want to rescind it more broadly. But that's not the end of it. She's done plenty of things for the Portsmouth Yard. She has uh, worked hard to improve the barracks there. She's tried to, uh, she's tried to shorten wait times at uh, DOD child development centers. She's done a number of things that illustrate how important this yard is and the Defense Department in general to her electoral prospects. Okay, thanks to John Donnelly for briefing us on the shipyards and some of the uh, intersection of policy and politics that we've been talking about in New Hampshire. A Senate race, a shipyard, and of course one of the basics of Politics 101, protect jobs, especially when they are related to national defense. And really, whether it's Kelly Ayotte or Maggie Hassan who wins this seat in November, uh, the winner will be trying to defend those jobs. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now, and you can download our podcasts at iTunes and SoundCloud. This is Tom Curry. Thank you for listening.